1: Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season, and we want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans, and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us, and we're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend wherever we are going Fansofphilly.com, make sure you use the code bgn so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our super bowl champion philadelphia eagles and take over every stadium that we are in this season fans promo code bgn you're listening to BGN Radio. Stars up over the ball. This'll be it. Stars back to throw. He takes time. He throws over the middle. It's caught at the 15. Running hard to the 7-yard line. And down on the 7 is Jim Taylor. The game's over. The game's over. The Eagles are the champions of the world. Listen. Oh, what's going on? Welcome everybody to episode number 320 of the BGN Radio Podcast. Boy, am I gonna miss that. Uh, it is saying hello to St. Cloud, Minnesota. What is going on, everybody? You know anybody in St. Cloud, Minnesota, James Seltzer?
1: John, I do not. I really I thought about <laughs> it, though. See, that was the thing. I didn't I didn't answer haphazardly and just say no. I said, hey, do I?
0: I've been I to St. Cloud. Uh, once, or uh, maybe pass through it uh, once. Uh, I hear it's nice and they really like hockey out there, so if there is anybody listening, we really appreciate that. And Of course, we appreciate even more James. Five-star reviews on the old iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Hearts. Uh, Any magical podcast device that you are listening to us on, positive vibes uh, do go uh, a very long way. We are getting close to that pizza party. We are nearing uh just around i think we're almost at 500 written reviews which is a good start and i would say by by hopefully mid season uh that that will be uh, shooting up the rafters there so we are very excited about that we will have a big q and a uh as uh i know we were we were officially james we are a, a week late for the first time in like 2 years right like we we didn't put out an official podcast last week we were on the radio but we are just uh Listen, I got to tell you, uh, we are enjoying the off season of Super Bowlness, and it's been really hot in Philadelphia. And there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we're trying to, you know, stitch together to make uh, next year even uh, that much better. So I don't know, James. Should we is that, uh, is that bad on us? Are we are, or or do you think everybody will understand, or should we be mad at ourselves?
1: It's outrageous. I'm mad at us. Uh, I, I, it's unforgivable. <laughs> we have made it our, our job, our religion to be here for people. And and I'm I'm disappointed in us. But yeah. having said that, sometimes it happens. And it does. I, I'm, I'm willing to give us a pass. It's been a busy week. There's a lot going on. Like you said, the Phillies are playing good baseball. At least they you've are. got that to kind of take people's attention away. But uh, no, John, I'm, I'm, I will never absolve us. That was that yeah. was our bad. I apologize to the people out there. I'm really sorry. And uh, and I promise uh, to do our best to not fuck it up again, John.
0: <laughs> uh, and if you have uh, any problems with that, it is at Benjamin Solak on the Twitter.com, which is, <laughs> you know, that's his department for complaints. But we are going to get into some fun things today because it is it is going to get close and the next thing you know a couple of weeks from now training camp does start on the 25th we'll all be down there uh smelling that sweet Novacare grass and uh watching people getting uh, beat in the ass i don't know i was trying to come up with a good rhyme uh that uh
1: <laughs>
0: that's gonna draw near and we, we that's what today is about it's basically the off-season award show of what is uh what is it that we we think might be underhyped, overhyped uh believing in the best moves worst moves let's kick it off here james what's what do you think has been the best storyline going into training camp here
1: well john uh I think it's very clear the the obvious answer and and I'll let you uh, elaborate on it more, but the obvious answer is Carson wentz's recovery and how good he looked, and the fact that he's gotta be ready for opening day that you can actually believe that you could say that is is a crazy crazy thought but I will take another storyline that I think has just been the most fun to watch and the most interesting so far, and uh, the one that I'm sure has caused BLG the most... Acid reflux. It's been it's <laughs> been the whole Nick Foles thing. Should they trade him? Should they not? The offers they got, the offers they didn't, and then Nick Foles doing his book tour. And and by the way, I don't know if people got to hear him on uh, the afternoon show. At WIP usually Marks and Reese, but but Joe Giglio was in with him, and he just Foles sounded awesome. He sounded honest and confident and and humble and i was really impressed with him and i just think the whole Foles thing like there's no question the number one top thing that's that's happened this offseason storyline wise has been watching these wentz videos and being like oh my god and and really believing it but i think from a pure entertainment storyline perspective i have enjoyed the nick Foles saga
0: especially too because uh I don't know if you know this or not, James, but uh, you know the Counterpoint podcast. It went special edition, and it literally just talked about the whole Nick Foles thing back and forth and there. You know, Jack and and BLG uh, can't understand that there's no realistic viewpoints, and I, I just keep trying to tell them as much as listen. I had some of their same doubts. I still can kind of continue to do, but same time Super Bowl MVP guys sorry like period
1: (laughs) like look I don't care what you think of the guy I don't care if you if you want them to get a first form or if you want them to trade him for nothing or whatever like all that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of things when we look back at the first Super Bowl the Eagles ever won Nick Foles was the MVP of that game and deserved it. I, we've all gone back and watched it. I mean, the dude was awesome in that game, throwing between defenders, flying each and every way, like through the tightest of holes, dropping dimes. So, like, agreed that I understand where their consternation and frustration comes from sometimes. But uh, no matter what, the bottom line is that dude is an Eagles legend forever, and and there's no getting around it.
0: Yeah, uh, and that which. Uh, leads us to maybe, I don't know, could that be? Cons- I would bet some people think that's the worst storyline, James. Like, you oh know, sure, that, yeah, yeah. So that could well, fit that, in that's the, either. That's that could,
1: yeah, totally. Well, I think a lot of people could also think the worst storyline has been the quote unquote suppression of the Counterpoint podcast, but <laughs> you know that, that could be argued, right? I mean, it's I got certainly. one other. I'm actually going to throw one other best storyline in here right. for you, and I just thought of it as we were talking, and and it really is the best one. And I'm such an, an ass for not coming up with it to begin with, but the rings and just the whole yes. team coming back. That my bad. My bad. The whole thing surrounding the rings, that's the best storyline. My bad. I, I totally blew that. That was
0: kind of where I was going to go. Uh, certainly, and, and Carson having and bouncing back is like the greatest news to hear. I don't know if it's the best storyline. To me, the best storyline has been how we're handling a Super Bowl win in this city. Because it's really interesting in the Philadelphia sports ecosystem just to see how, like, even at this time in July... I remember last year, I mean, we've, first of all, the station alone, we've talked nothing but Phillies and Sixers, which is great. The, the Eagles are an afterthought for the first time in forever because we're all completely satisfied. We are no, no real big interest in the draft. Uh, even though I, I would assume all of us still really liked what the Eagles did in the draft and getting ready for Dallas Goddard and all that, heading into training camps really intriguing and that's definitely one of the best storylines. But to me, just the euphoria that has continued, and I will admit I'm starting to get a little uh, okay. I know we won the Super Bowl, guys, <laughs> a, a tiny bit, but uh, but it's still not enough to drive me off. It I'll retweet everything that is in reference to a super bowl i mean jesus blg put up an article today and you know it's the offseason you know we're having fun when he goes here's a list of the 31 other teams that did not win the super bowl this year and just listed them all and then the amazing that's the best that's why i love that and uh, uh that's been the kind of the, for me the best storyline of the offseason kind of heading in uh, through here. Uh, obviously, the there's uh, you know there's some worst storylines, and uh, we're going to get into some of the hype machine that's going back and forth here. To me, I'll jump in and say, I think the worst storyline of the offseason, and this is, and it fits right into what I was talking about, because the worst storyline to me still was that Josh Adams was going to be a, the the absolute lock for the roster of the 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 number 4 running back it is the champagne problems when we are when we're trying to debate debate who that guy is and in a matter of 2 or 3 or 4 days of having that debate being at OTAs he's not practicing and it doesn't even look like he's going to be kind of a part of the team, so that was part of it. But I also parlayed that with how much Billy Brown talk there was before the draft and, like, how you could not – there is no way that the Eagles could draft another tight end high because of Zach Ertz – And then, of course, Dallas Goddard comes here and everybody changes their tune. And I was going, Hmm. wait a minute. What just happened? You guys were just (laughs) bitching about all of that, both of those things. And now it's just completely disappeared. To me, those were the worst two storylines of the offseason.
1: Yeah, those are great uh, uh, answers for that as well. The Billy Brown thing was was definitely the hype. Watch, got for got out, good... Watch out for yeah. Billy Brown. Watch out for Billy Brown. And it wasn't even like there were OTAs or something where he was no. killing it. And it was like out of nowhere. It's like, hey, remember that dude who almost made the team but didn't really almost make the team? He's going to be awesome. Uh, no, I'm totally with you. Uh, for me, my worst storyline of this season has been – and I think probably Michael Bennett has been, like, the biggest example of it. But the the whole, oh, my God, the locker room can never be the same. Oh, that's so a great this, one. this team is never going to, you know. It's like, listen, like, the vast majority of the guys, especially the guys at the top, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson who made that thing special last year are still there. They're still in charge. They're still at the top. They're still leading guys. Malcolm Jenkins, Brandon Graham, all these guys are still here. They're still a part of this. To think that a guy like Michael Bennett, who, by the way, has been a great player on a Super Bowl-winning team and had a lot of success in this league, and by he, all accounts,
0: by the way, has been a good teammate.
1: I'm sure he for a has. Yeah. That. Oh, that. Oh my God, this guy's going to come in here and kill this locker room. It. it I think it's been the <laughs> worst storyline.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a very good one. On top of which, I will also add that, like I, and maybe this belongs in the hype category, uh, but. Uh, I mean, come on, guys! It wasn't chemistry that won the won the Super Bowl. It was You know all these guys are really fucking good at what they do. Like, come yeah, on. you know
1: that I do think that that look. I think some of that mattered. You can't underrate it does. The, it, oh, it totally the locker does. room and the yeah. and the culture they had there, and also obviously the underdog thing and the motivation and all that, and those guys banding together. I mean, a doubt. I, I I normally am with you in the sense that I think some of that is overrated, but like when you heard the quotes from them last year, and that I've never been a part of such a group of guys ever this that like it, it seemed it was just it was really special but i'm with you john i think to think that this team can't do the same thing they did last year because those exact same circumstances aren't in place is absurd
0: yeah uh and that's gonna be um it's gonna be noticeable too and just just as we're saying you know uh it's tory because tory smith to me is a phenomenal locker room guy one of those guys that you would you know, if you have a question, uh, uh, he would answer it if you're his teammate. Like, he is very open, you mm. know, and, and is all about that. Um, and clearly just a, a great dude, too. Mike Wallace isn't known for that, and I guarantee you the Eagles offense will be improved because he's here. <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's all I'm going to say. Well said. Uh, uh, James, what is uh, what is the Believe the Hype offseason season? for you? What are you believing in the hype of whether it's player or, or I guess you could tie in storylines in that too but you know uh, I, I had thought about Carson Wentz's hype I, and that's kind of an easy answer to say like he's going to be even better and that's almost a little ridiculous to say coming off of what he's coming off of but what uh, what to you is are you believing the hype in?
1: Yeah it's a great question uh, I'm believing I, I think I'm going to make it a little more macro. It's kind of about Carson Wentz, but what I'm believing the hype in is the, what the, the drum beat that Doug Peterson is already drumming that this season is for the guys who weren't there to win the Super Bowl on the field with them. It's for Wentz. It's for Peters. It's for yeah. Sproles. It's for, he said it like 10 times already. It, it's been a rallying cry already. I'm telling you, I, I totally believe that hype that that, that is going to be a motivating cry, especially a guy like JP, uh, the bodyguard, the guy who's been here for a decade, a, a First ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, you know, you know how badly that guy wants to be on the field in the Super Bowl and win it. So I think between that, between Wentz and Sproles and and Maragos and all these team leaders, we talked about that so much last year, how a lot of the guys who went down were were real leaders of the club and, and both emotional and on the field leaders. And I think for those to be the guys coming back, I really think that's going to be a motivating factor for a lot of these guys to maybe have more drive than a Super Bowl repeat champion might have. It's almost tangible.
0: You know, and that's... I I, I believe in that so much. Like, you can... Uh, to a point where... I mean, I know Jordan Hicks has a lot going on and he's probably thinking about his career, too. But...
1: And you, Hicks, too. Yeah, good call. You, you
0: look at him... And he almost gets – you can see, like, the the switch turn on when the question's asked. Now, it could be because – Jesus, I can't believe they're asking this again. And I fully put in <laughs> that that is, that is a very big possibility. But you can just tell that there's there's a lot behind that. Jason Kelsey – not affected by anything, is enjoying everything, is on the banquet circuit, knows, and you can just tell through his emotions that, like, yo, there's a lot of guys that are chomping at the bit here. That's a that's a great answer, James. And I'm going to go uh, a lot simpler than that. If you're not in the Dallas Goddard train by Shame. now, I don't know what else I can do other than watch the preseason carefully and then when John makes a ridiculous July statement on July sixth around five p.m. and says, "I would gather the Dallas Goddard is good for about six or seven touchdowns this year, <laughs> and five or six of those, or maybe even all seven, are going to come in the red zone," you're going to go, "Wow! I remember that BGN radio." Now don't listen to all BGN radio episodes because we're not that good, but this one in particular. Like, oh yeah, you remember that one? <laughs> <when> in July. <laughs> When John was like, "Yeah, this is he's going to be a monster. Uh, he is and will be uncoverable if you put a linebacker on him." So early and often, I believe it's going to be the reverse rookie effect. I think Dallas Goddard is going to have a lot of success early because I do think one, he they, they have to prove to Doug that they can handle being in the in the NFL first of all, and uh, I know that some players are saying Richard Rodgers is even a little bit. Surprising and how much they're picking up, and you know, how often would they run 13? They're just not just going to throw them out there, 12 personnel, whatever. But it's going to happen because I feel like they're some pretty smart group of guys. And when it does, I, I, I believe that linebackers will be matched up with them more than safeties or corners because. Why would you do that against a rookie when you've got to go cover Zach Ertz or whoever is is in that package? Uh, so I think you need to buy in, and I would buy in hard on uh, on Dallas Goddard here early. What are you not believing the hype in, James Seltzer?
1: It's a great one, John. Because uh, I have a few thoughts here. The first thing that pops into my mind is I'm not believing the hype that Donnell Pumphrey has a better than zero percent chance. <laughs> make this roster I feel like that's the first thing that pops into my head when I think about it Um, again we could also go back to the uh the counterpoint podcast being suppressed not believing that hype here as well definitely not that hype so uh these are these are some good answers but let me
0: let me touch on on the on the on the pump for you thing because I'll I'll make a declaration about uh you know 19 days before training camp starts uh, I won't believe the hype no matter what happens in training camp.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to team. Team he's not making the team.
0: <laughs> I, he could, unless he just out of nowhere is returning punts and it's noticeable. It's not, don't, I, I'm not going to believe it. There's. He's going to improve. I have no doubt that he looks improved already, which is a fantastic sign. Uh, I. Yeah, he's. I, again, I will not go to the 0% because uh, I know what happened last year. But, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, and that,
1: that's a fair point, it's pretty, cool.
0: pretty Pretty close to zero. That's what I'll yeah. say. Yeah.
1: I'll give you one other real thing I'm not believing, at least not yet, I'm not believing that the weak side linebacker is going to be a real issue for this team. As we've talked about a ton that, you know, they don't really play that position that much to begin with. They maybe need to fill that Corey Graham role. Where are you, Corey? With uh, with that, you know, potential re-signing, whatever they do there, and that might be more important. But I've heard a lot of consternation, as it were, about that Ooh, position. Consternation,
0: nice word, buddy. I'm,
1: not, thank you, buddy. I'm not too worried <laughs> about uh about the weak side position there.
0: Uh, I'll go, I'll take it a step further. Uh, you know, um, do you know what is more important and who starts at the will linebacker position? It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter one second. That's it. Like it's it really doesn't. Uh, it could be it could be James Seltzer out there starting at the will.
1: No, no, couldn't. It, no it couldn't. It doesn't. It's a nice I, thought though. <laughs> <laughs> nice I,
0: thought. I promise you. I promise, promise, promise you. It doesn't matter. And Cory Graham uh, will sign August third of two thousand and eighteen. Because uh, that's that's my guess. Because that's when he was signed last year. Uh, oh, I
1: like uh, that. I like that. It shall f- forever be dubbed Corey Graham Day after that. Corey Graham Day. Exactly. I I really don't
0: believe in it, though, James. I, it doesn't matter who, who's at the will. It's going to be whoever covers the best, and that's it. It's not going to be – I mean, because think about this. We're now going into year three of Jim Schwartz, and it doesn't matter who plays Will Linebacker, and we should know that by now because he's not going to run anything, and even uh, – uh, the base isn't – the 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 what takes over his defense? It, they're in nickel all the time, and uh, even when they are, he's not blitzing the well linebacker, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It's the guy who covers the best. That's probably going to be Nate Gary, and I'm fine with that. Yeah it it, it will it will continually be a storyline and it's going to be one that does not matter. It's uh champagne problems. That's it because there's nothing else that you can really nitpick about this team uh currently right now unless something disastrous happens which I hope uh does not. How about James? What was uh what was if you could give an award for the best move this offseason, what was it?
1: Michael Bennett. I like you know, we talked about him before. I think I don't know if people forget how good he, a player he is. I know that, that you know people worry about the off-the-field stuff and all that type of stuff, but this is a guy who's going to come in, and, and especially with Timmy Jernigan hurt, this is a guy who's going to come in and really be a huge benefit to this team with his ability to move inside and outside. I think you'll see him more on the outside. John, we've talked about that, but he's going to give you meaningful pass rushing reps on the inside, and he can do that well, and he's just a really, really good football player, and they got him for uh, you know, Matt Tobin plus or whatever it was, the Matt Tobin package. That wasn't even Matt Tobin. Matt Tobin was traded a year ago, but essentially the same deal. <laughs> what, a fifth and a yeah. seven in Marcus Johnson. They just flipped uh, it back. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 whenever we can pawn off guys to uh, to Seattle, I'm happy about it. So, look, I think, uh, I think Michael Bennett's going to be a really, really good player here. And I think that going out and getting him was a shrewd move by Howie Roseman, seeing a team that is in salary cap trouble, didn't want to pay Bennett, and was willing to ship him off for, for nothing compared to what his value on the field could be, especially this season.
0: Uh, I'm going to stick with pass rushers. and I think the best move that they made in terms of just valuing where he's at and taking the risk and whatever is Josh Sweat. I mean, that is. Yeah. That is still. Sweat. I think there's some whispers that he could be a Phantom IR guy, which could make sense if they don't, you know, move the plethora of. Uh, of, you know, pass rushers that they have or, you know, a, a corner or they could just get stuck and be like, sorry, we want to hold on to you. I could see that as a possibility because, you know, there's uh, maybe maybe want him to gain a little bit of weight. But he is he is a phenomenal athlete. And I'm so happy that they uh, they took a, a chance on him. And I, I, it's going to I believe that's going to pay dividends uh, way uh, longer than uh, than uh, we're kind of expecting. I, you know, that's He's going to be a very important piece in in 19 and 20, and hopefully there's still football around in 2021. Uh, but even if there's not, uh, yeah, he'll he'll be a part of the next uh, starting group for sure. I think that's one of the best moves that they made this offseason. The uh, The worst move, and of course I'm going to say this, um, they didn't trade Nick Foles. And I'm going to I knew stand you were going to say If that. you
1: didn't say it, I was going to do BLG voice and say they didn't trade Nick Foles.
0: Uh, And uh, we shared on the radio show last week, and if you didn't catch that too, uh, but they were definitely offered higher than 35. And um, that's uh, after talking to a few people, that's really disappointing to me. (laughs) I know I I get all the arguments for it. And even I would feel a little weird doing that. and, And it's not because, oh, you're Nick Fulton. It's just, I mean, Jesus, it's a, it's at the end of the day, Super Bowl MVP or not, still a backup quarterback. Uh, you have a you, you need picks in 2019 or 18 or whatever. The better deal would have been when well, I'd have two first round picks, still make the deal with the Baltimore Ravens, just tried back down, still still get your guy and an additional player. And ah, I don't know, it just seems that was it's still the worst move to me.
1: I should have made my best move not trading Nick Foles. <laughs> you uh, should have. <laughs> oh, you could, you, had, yeah, you could, could have made the counter. <laughs> Look, you know where I stand. I, if I would have understand if they traded him, but I am totally okay with them not trading him. I think I'm far more to that side than you and BLG I've accepted are, obviously. That. Yeah, I've accepted and, it. And but again, I'm still, I can understand yeah. why, why they didn't trade him. And also again, because of who he is and what he represents, I'm not going to ever be upset to see that dude in an Eagles uniform, but I totally get it. I understand from that perspective. It's funny. Cause I was trying to think of a worse move and it's, it's really hard. Cause I don't really have too much to complain about with the off season. I think really the, the, it's not even the worst move because there's nothing they could have done in either of these situations, but maybe the most under-talked about thing that could that could hurt them a little bit this season is the the loss of Reich and Filippo. in yeah. that, you know, we haven't talked a ton about that, but Micro I think, is really capable and good. But, I mean, Press Taylor's really raw moving into that role there underneath them. And um, I, I think that, I think that it's something where I think it, you know, it might be an unseen type of effect. but Doug having those guys to bounce stuff off of, having people he completely trusted in those roles, their effect with Wentz, all that type of stuff. I don't think it's the type of thing that's going to submarine the season or anything like that. And again, you can't stop Frank Reich from taking a head coaching job. You can't stop DiFilippo from getting the opportunity to call plays. It is what it is, but I think it's something that we probably haven't talked about enough in that it could actually have at least some impact on on the team this season.
0: Uh, I think it will. I think it definitely will. Um, there is a, it's kind of a thing in the air, right? Like the, between Press Taylor and uh, Press Taylor's a little more passive than, uh, than Filippo, And I wonder if that kind of made Carson Wentz. Uh, better or at least helped him out in this first two years, and, and Carson's probably at a point now where he doesn't need that as much, so it's not that big of a worry. But it is a, a, it's certainly a dynamic change in uh, what has been going on the past couple of uh, of uh, seasons here. So it should be should be pretty interesting as it goes on. James, do you want to get into uh, some uh, mailbag things?
1: Yeah, real quick. We I wanted to give out one more award, John. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the national storyline. It's my favorite national storyline of the season. The Eagles broke the Patriots. (laughs) How great has this offseason been watching? People leave like Danny Amendola leave and say, oh, it's the worst place ever. Gronk saying they don't have any fun. Lane Johnson throwing them under the bus. Tom Brady contemplating retirement, then showing up with pictures of Eagles on each arm. All the awesomeness of watching this Patriots thing slowly start to crumble and, and obviously a, a long reign, but it was going to come to the to an end at some point and the Eagles have begun the end of the Patriots and I love every second of it, John.
0: If that continues on and it's just like, uh, it would be, it's not going to happen, but if, if we do for some reason just see... Tom Brady crumbling in front of our eyes uh. as, as Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing for like 500 <laughs> yards a game with Kyle Shanahan. That's going to be amazing. Which is kind of ties into what I'm thinking. That's going to be the most fun thing to watch uh, and, and people are trying to downplay the hell out of it and it's only six games and whatever. That's the true hype machine right over there. Uh, and to see Kurt Caviar fail uh, is is going to be the other one for me oh, and I know that's a, it's it's not really a storyline but everybody is kind of going all right the vikings yeah this is I mean look at them they got a chance to they're going to fuck this thing up somehow I don't know how but it's minnesota and uh, I've I've never wanted to root for a team so badly up until the NFC Championship game.
1: It's wild, <laughs> and, right? And after. It's like, so I it's like it's changed completely. Like, I really liked the Vikings as like a so sad, I. sore sock, sore yep. luck loser, and all that. And and I'm with you, John. Like I hate them now. I hate their fans. I, 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 I hope hate they the never Vikings. Win.
0: Yeah, I hope yeah, they never win. I hate
1: him. Sorry. Sorry. Keep being the, keep being the, the saddest <laughs> franchise in the history of the sport. How many times have you lost in the Super Bowl? How many awful last-second terrible losses have you had? Yeah,
0: all right. Cool. Yeah, you can have the purple people leaders, but Jim Marshall's still running the wrong way, so yeah. that's all. That's
1: yeah, it. you can have the Minnesota miracle. We'll take 38-7 to in a title. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's just so much fun. I, it's, it's, it fun. makes me chuckle. I'm smiling really right does. now, John. I, I mean, smile like, Jesus, face. the the local newscasters called us gang members, for Christ's sake. <laughs> how am i just supposed to let that go unbelievable uh well we appreciate uh, as always everybody uh chime in on the twitter.com you can find us there at bgn underscore radio we start with our good friend joe post here james have you guys gone back and listened to the buzz is perfect that we're both on this have you guys both gone back and listened to the post carson wentz trade pod it's pretty hilarious not only is it hilarious it is fucking hilarious
1: Oh man. We were it, I was probably railing on it. I have not yeah. listened. It's probably hey, awful.
0: Oh, it I, I have, and it's hilarious. I mean, That's some awesome. of the takes that come out of our mouth are disgusting. But I will say, the one the one great part about that podcast, even though there's a lot of bad takes in it, me and Seltzer nailed the Ramsey thing so b- beautifully, and it oh, just yeah because uh, we 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 were going, yeah, well, the you were like, well, Jalen Ramsey's just gonna be a, a superstar and he's gonna end <laughs> up in Dallas. and I go, I stop you, I go, listen, man, I he's not ended up in Dallas. they're gonna go Zeke. I yes. just have the shot, they're gonna yes. go Zeke. They're going to do it, and they're going to try and, and replicate it while Romo's there, and they did, and we're like, ah! So that's like the only <laughs> win awesome. we get out of the podcast, but it's been a long time now. We can share some things, right, James? I'm not going to get heavy into detail. here. I, I want to explain to everybody why James and I felt so adamant about, oh, my God, first of all, and it's not defending the take. We were wrong, and it sounds awful. I'm, that's not what I'm doing here. I'm just telling you where it came from. The process of hiring Doug Peterson. Uh, was so crazy, right? I mean, that's that's the part of this that as much ben as McAdoo I... could
1: do was in a limo on the way down here. Ready to come, here. 45
0: minutes away. And he he turned them down. The limo went the other way. The Eagles panicked. And they said, well, call Coughlin and see if he'll come down here. And then Coughlin said no. So those are some things that we knew. <laughs> and we went, oh my God, what are they running here? What are they doing And some things in the scouting department that Howie had to deal with, I'm not going to get into detail, but we're clearly wrong and clearly trying to make Howie Roseman look like he knew what he was doing. And we knew both of those things. So when that happened, it went, oh my God, the process of hiring this guy and that, you're going... Oh, this is going to be so bad. We're so bad. And it's amazing that Doug turned out the way he did. And all of these things happen. You hire the defensive coordinator, which, hey, by the way, look out for that. (laughs) I'll just be honest with you. I personally believe that Jim Shorts and Doug Peterson don't like each other that much James you get that impression I just got a feeling that that's not really I mean just through everything from what McLean had reported and then it got poo-pooed in away and then it started winning games like there's still a thing there that I really believe <laughs> Jim Shorts and Doug Peterson although they'll work together just fine maybe not
1: necessarily don't like one another is that fair to say Hey, look, I don't think they're inviting each other over for Thanksgiving Day. Would <laughs> okay. be my, would be right. my guess. Right. If I had but to guess all, at the situation. All of this together is why it, I love sports. Because
0: there are, no matter how rationed of information you have, it can change on a dime. It can go from, well, this looks terrible and it's not going to work. And the next thing you know, Carson Wentz is Joe Montana, Doug Peterson is Bill Walsh, and we're going yippee ki yay, motherfucker! And it doesn't, and it just works out. And you're going, wow! Patrick Robinson, prime example of that. Wow! It just all the information in front of us. If there was a million people in Philadelphia watching that training camp, you go, well, there's no way, and. Here we are, you know, like, and I'm, yeah, uh, I'm glad to be wrong, James.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I think the takeaway is, right? It's that it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. You know, it's fun to be wrong, but believe in it and have a point of view. Yeah. Yes. As long as you have a rational and thoughtful reason for why you feel the way you feel, Cool, do your thing, whatever. The point is, when you're wrong, say you're wrong, like I yeah. was about Doug for a long time. Like I, We were about the Wentz trade, though we we quickly turned on that. Once we actually saw Wentz here, we were like, oh, gotcha. Got, yeah, we get the, it. We the get the it. moment I turned the into Carson. The moment we saw him. The moment we saw him, we're like, Cleveland all right, Cleveland Browns, cool. that's it. Yeah, Cleveland like, Browns. Nope, and, and even, even a little before then, <laughs> the way he came in, the fact that he was ready yeah. to start the season of that, we were like, oh, yep, he's great. The, let's roll. But yep. um, I, I think the key is is it's a it's okay to be wrong. B just admit when you're wrong. Don't be oh, yeah. an Don't asshole. Don't double down. Who, Jesus. Who, yeah, just admit when you're wrong. And and then ultimately the point is, look, we all love the Eagles. That's why we're talking to you. That's why you're listening. So at no point anything that we say, it's not like I want them to fail or I want this not to work. It's just you know sometimes you're wrong about what you think is gonna happen.
0: Yeah, uh, good question by Joe Post, because I hadn't thought of that in a while. So thank you very much for that.
1: Thanks for pointing Uh, it out. i got to go back and listen.
0: Our great, yeah I tried to find it before I, I, I'll try and uh, ha, find the best ones maybe that'll be the next next pod of just bad takes <laughs> Like we'll no, do our worst takes and play them uh, our good friend Kelly Hinkle at Hinks uh, part of the BSHO radio crew if you need some flyers knowledge uh, definitely go listen to that pod hi this is Kelly from Delaware long time first time should I move to Canada by myself even though it's scary and lonely I'll hang <laughs> and listen thanks boys big fan absolutely you should especially if it's yeah, montreal like, toronto or vancouver that's what i think right well, absolutely here,
1: yeah uh, if they uh, here's the thing context i think we need a little context here just for no reason you just like hey i feel like living in canada i'm gonna yeah. move to can is that the is that the idea here oh, is there it, a it job in canada or is if there a, a person you like in canada yeah, or if whatever
0: for, if you're chasing a boy or a girl don't do that Don't do that. Don't do that. But if there's a
1: job opportunity that you're excited about, don't let the scary, lonely part of it scare you away. Because like John mentioned, I mean, Toronto is a a fucking amazing city. Like It is an awesome place. Montreal I haven't been to in a long time, but everything I hear is it's great. Uh, If it's something like that and it's for a job and an opportunity, you'll figure it out. You'll find friends. You'll make friends. Um. Yeah, I, I think context is needed, but but uh, inherently, don't be afraid of of taking a risk. If it's oh yeah, for a, Kelly, a good Kelly if, if
0: if it's just to get to get out of Delaware, I'm for it. You know, yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Go to go to a major city that and you, she loves hockey. So
1: yeah, go fair. go
0: be amongst like where hockey is treated like the NFL. I would absolutely tell her to go do that. Uh, our good friend Ross Miller. Ross, thanks for tuning in. As always, if you had a chance to bring back one former Eagle uh, that is still in the league, who would Ooh. it be? P.S. Love the show. I think it's pretty easy for me. I would want LeGarrette Blunt on this team immediately.
1: Wow. See, I, like, poor Shady. I thought Shady was the clear answer. Eh, bring Shady the man th- back. He can still move. Think about uh, handing the ball to Shady and, and getting him involved in this offense. Been oh, out my on that for my for Oh, my goodness. But I've been out I on look, that
0: for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I, I look, um, I love how you, you just, like, bring LeGarrette back now. He just left, yeah. but I need him. Need him back. He was so much fun. Like, that was
0: the best part. Everything. I mean, the, I have, if I could, I wish technology will get to a point where it can paint your room in uh, GIFs, and it's just him trucking Sandejo. Oh, every time I walk into the room. It's just that, because that's all that goes through my head this this entire off season.
1: But you would go shady? It's just the first name that popped in my mind. Yeah. And then when you, when you went LeGarrette, it was just like, oh, my God, poor Shady. You know? <laughs> he, would, he would love to get out of Buffalo. The poor guy. We get an I'm opportunity not- on a podcast in a fictional world to bring the man home. I'm not even sure I would want a former Eagles because those,
0: those former Eagles don't have Super Bowl rings. Am I right, James? Am I That's right? I just very, want winners. Very true.
1: Very true. Yeah, I just want winners. You're only allowed on this team if you have won a Super Bowl ring.
0: Period. That's right. That's right. Uh, from our good friend and Patreon subscriber, Eric Gonzalez as well. Hey, guys. Eric from Stanford who took pictures with us in the, uh, during the NFL draft of uh 2016 and oh god do i look fat in that one boy oh boy yeah we need to get you a new camera shot buddy um, <laughs> uh, uh are you guys doing any meetups or events before the season to kick off the season i'm trying to head down there for training camp and thought it'd be dope uh if there was we don't have anything scheduled scheduled but eric and, and this goes for anybody if anyone is coming down for training camp we will arrange a thing just you know even if there's only 5 of us say okay cool uh you're down here this day we will have a, a 2 hours at such and such pub or bar or park and let's go hang out and eat some food and drink some beers and we'll hang out absolutely not a problem you down with that james just we'll do we'll yeah, do whatever I, I think it'd be dope uh we are working on some stuff so just just stay tuned for that but uh yeah we will uh, we'll certainly hang out if you're coming down uh this is coming from at the real paizan Who could eat the most hot dogs at BGN Radio? Hashtag Joey Chestnut. Hashtag new tradition? Question mark. What do you think, James?
1: Well, I mean, any mass amount food eating answer is always BLG. I think that's... Yeah, I, and I don't even think I could take that on. And I still kind of like eating
0: hot dogs, and I would hate to have a hot dog eating contest. Oh God, it sounds
1: I like a couple dogs, you know. Maybe it's Dollar Dog Night, and I'll splurge for three or four. Yeah, but like seventy-five hot dogs or whatever. Joey, are you out of your mind? Oh God, I can't even imagine.
0: I believe Uncle Chaps asked this on Twitter, and I, we must have been sharing the same brain because every time that I see those guys go up there, I go. What does your toilet look like the next day? Oh. Well, man. Honestly, I don't know. Like, what happens? What, like, you drink a cup of coffee in the morning and then, like, oh my God, are you on the toilet for like 24 hours straight? Or do you throw up? Or like, I don't know how your
1: body digests all that stuff. It, it clearly can. It's got to I, go don't, you know, I don't think it's meant to, John. Oh, I, well, think I you know can, it's not. How does that uh, work, though? It's a great question. I, I Well, obviously, I think part of it is you build your. Your stomach up to handle it, right? And then I guess your body gets used to the higher influxes of food. And look, I mean, we are complicated creatures. Our bodies are able to adjust and adapt to things. So, um, I, I look. I'm sure they figure it out. They they're alive. But um, I, it's a great question. I one I have often tried not to think about, rather than giving an answer.
0: From Mister Respect Your Girl. Is this a hot take or not? Josh Sweat could end up better than Derek Barnett, James.
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely a hot take. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't is think it, is is hot. It, well, no, listen, is it insane? No, of course. I mean, Sweat was a guy who was the top prospect in the country right, heading into college or one of the top into college and you know, had that awful injury, but has shown uh, rare athleticism, rare talent on the end. He could certainly be better than Barnett, but I think if you're place in bets you're betting on the guy who's already shown he can have success in the NFL at a very young age and shown to be far ahead of his years in terms of his you know ability to understand the game and adapt to the game and have moves and all that I just think I, I think if you're asking me I think it's a hot take because I think that you know it's like 80 20 in favor of Barnett or something like that I, I don't I think it's it's pretty hot
0: uh I think it it is I think it's I think it's Cholula. If we're
1: ranking it by hot, hotness, oh, I think it's I Cholula. I think it's a little hotter than Cholula. Cholula's, uh, ch- Cholula's not what, that
0: hot. What do you think? It's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's uh, What do you think? It's a we little more disagree. sriracha? It's Oh, sriracha? yeah. At, you know, at something least. Like- at least.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure.
0: Uh, from uh, Ketchup Lover himself, uh, Mister. Your Rich
1: favorite. You must Frostbite. love Ketchup Lovers.
0: Me and Richard go back and forth all the time, and I, I absolutely love it. Fight the good
1: s- fight, Richard.
0: <laughs> now that we saw the Eagles win their first Super Bowl, which team would you want uh, to win their first Super Bowl next? after the like eagles it, it, dynasty of course he says
1: right it's saying like if the if the eagles win so many super bowls in a row that the nfl forces them to sit out a season yeah. to let other teams win in this scenario that's what we're talking about yes mm, it's a great question the teams that haven't won out like you mentioned the lions before right. i would i wouldn't i mean i feel I'll bad give you a, i'll
0: give you a phil list to here city. uh this Detroit,
1: was. the Texans. I was actually thinking about this the other day. The AFC South, the only team with three team, the only division with three teams that haven't won, with the Texans, the Jags, and the Titans as slash Oilers. I was thinking about that yeah. earlier. Uh, the Chargers haven't won. The um I think they're the only one in the West that hasn't won. The uh Bills that's have obviously one never I would, won. I would, I would absolutely I think it's got to be the Bills, right? I feel like, it, yeah, I would like the Chargers too, but I feel like it should yeah. be the Bills, right? I mean, just for the I, fan base, you lose four straight. That's that's. I mean, come on, man! You lose four straight, you never win one. That's just cool yeah. it's unusual it's mean
0: <laughs> it, is. it is i i i rooted for the bills in every one of those super bowls too me too was, well,
1: obviously they're facing yeah, all yeah. the teams that we hate
0: yeah and it, the giants in that first one is still like the one that i could i could if you if you caught me on the best day possible with like six or seven beers i might still shed a tear or two uh, uh, about that super bowl that, that would hurt just me to my core. I, I was so
1: sure the Bills were going to win. Like, they, I, I was, I was all in. I, I had no doubt the Bills were going to win. It was devastating.
0: <laughs> I'll say, I'll say it's a uh, the Chargers for me because I think it would, and, and for both of these teams going into this year, it's next to impossible. But uh, that's what w- makes football fun. First of all, if that were to happen, but I would, oddly enough, I would because I, I hate the Bills management so much that. Uh, I don't know what they've done to that team over the last few years. I know it doesn't have anything to do with the fans, but like I just said, no. You know what? Just you uh, you screwed this whole thing up and you, you're worrying about Tom Brady's shadow too much and I don't know. I'd uh, I'd like the Chargers. You, don't,
1: you and- think you don't think the Chargers could theoretically win? I mean, we just saw the Eagles win you know, the way they won. I think oh, look, I wouldn't bet on it, but they have some elite players in important positions. I wouldn't be totally floored if the Chargers somehow, you know, yeah, took I a leap and won yeah, like, no, they I, I, well, I wouldn't bet on stuff anything, but no, yeah, they, got a gr- they got a great quarterback. They got, you know, Bosa and Ingram is the probably the best pair of ends in the league or one of the best. I mean, they got some yeah. pieces. Derwin wonder, James, maybe the best pick of the draft.
0: Yeah, and I am rooting for Mike Williams. Um, one, because it'll break the NFL moniker. And two, I hope he's just, you know, I really liked him coming out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. And well, if the Lions win, then everybody will blame me. Uh, uh, Darwin James
1: did Darwin James win to the Chargers or the Bucks? I feel I like he went he, to the Chargers. Oh no, he I went to he the, Bucks. the Bucks. He went. Never to mind. Bucks. Yeah. They had a good pick too, though. But still, go ahead. <laughs> I ruined it. I ruined it. My bad.
0: You did. You did. Uh, let's uh, now okay. They, this, now they
1: now they definitely won't win because they own Darwin
0: James. Um, uh, C. Brown asking if we're coming to L. A. Yet uh, we are. We don't know that, but more importantly, what would you say or do to Chip Kelly if you ran him to the streets randomly, James?
1: That's a great question. Um, here's the thing, and I've I've told this story before. Uh, I when I worked for Spuds and the Eagles doing all the the stuff that they do, I used to mic Chip Kelly up once a week. Every single Wednesday morning, I would go in early, and he would have his interview with Spadero, and I would literally put my hand up Chip's shirt and attach the microphone, do his name, hey, Coach, how you doing? Shut my hand up his shirt and he would walk by me and look at me when i would do the audio in the hallways like he had literally never seen me before in my life like he i i was i was a foreign entity and i was literally my hand was up his shirt once a week so i i don't know what i would say i i probably wouldn't say anything i'd probably just look at him and be like all right whatever and just move on i don't, don't and how come you didn't you say would, that on would, the
0: podcast um, when you were when he was here that's valuable information
1: I didn't. I feel like yeah, I said I don't, that
0: I, before. I, I feel like you didn't until he left or was like close to leaving.
1: I don't know. I felt I, like yeah. You know, like like when you say hey
0: guys, I felt like Brandon Boykin too. Like that that's would have been so,
1: good. That's so long ago. I forget. I forget. I feel I like I definitely did it, said but... it before. Regardless, <laughs> um, I just feel like you know. When, I wouldn't look. I, I'm not the type of person who walk up and be like, "You motherfucker! How the fuck? You know?" Like I wouldn't do that. But I, I you know what? I probably do? I'd be like. What up, Chip? You know, just very kind of derisive, like, yo, Chip, or something like that, where it's like clear that I'm not like saying, hey, buddy, nice to meet you. you know, just being like, you fucking Chip. And that would probably be what I would do. You know what I'd say? You'd probably say, say, hello, sir. No, I'd it's say It's so great thank to you. meet you. I'd say, that. hi, Chip <laughs> Kelly. Thank
0: you very much for one... uh, implementing a lot of uh, your scheme into the NFL because it was much needed. Thank you very much. Secondly, thank you for winning us a Super Bowl because you were the person that brought it all down to bring it back up to where we are now. Without Chip Kelly, we don't have Carson Wentz. We don't have Doug Peterson. We don't have any of this stuff. Thank you, Chip Kelly, for allowing us to create a Super Bowl culture and one with an emotional, intelligent locker room. Thank you. That's what i That's would say. fair.
1: That's fair. I think he might punch you in the. I think you might punch you in the face if you said that. No,
0: but. I would say also thank you for te- te- uh, teaching Nick Foles the RPO because they totally ripped that off of you, and that's the only thing that worked. Thank you, Chip Kelly. So thank Chip Kelly for the Super Bowl because that's what happened, and Doug Peterson made it better. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yo, Chip. Yo, Chip. Matt Wilcox chimes in. Uh, Eagles question. What can you expect from Press Taylor? He's got some big shoes to fill. He does. We kind of touched on that a a little bit. Uh, The QBs love his knowledge, but I will say as personality, it's vastly different than John DeFilippo. Uh, And uh, it'll be kind of interesting uh, what happens there. I don't think it matters as much in the long term because as BLG, if he was here, it's the QB coach. How much can really change, which is uh, a fair take. Uh, Also
1: hard to trust a guy named Press. I'm just gonna say that.
0: Exactly, exactly. Life question for you, James Seltzer. Favorite beard maintenance
1: practice tips? That's a great question. None. I uh, I just let I let it grow wild. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I do. I let it grow until it annoys me because it's so long that I can like have to wipe my mouth after I drink, and then I shave it off, and then I just let it grow again. And at certain points, like right now, actually, it's a really good time for this, because uh, it is so long that I normally would shave it by now, but my hair is also so long that it kind of helps the whole, like, woolly mammoth wilderness guy look rather than uh. shaving it off and, and looking like my Jufro, and I look completely ridiculous. So, But I don't really do a good job of maintenancing it. So this is a much better question for you.
0: Uh, one... You need a wall beard trimmer and not the twenty dollar one. You need like the forty dollar one, the one that you can also like trim, you know, your your uh, sideburns and stuff with. It's a dual purpose. It's great. I think it's you can find them for like you know in between forty and sixty depending on where you are. Uh, my Rite Aid down the street was selling it for forty bucks, so that's helpful. I think beard oil is one thousand percent essential. In this day and age, like if you're gonna if you're gonna grow a beard, you got to maintain it. No one should have the the massive scraggly looks. You got to get lines like where your mustache aligns with your lip, and you got to make that as straight as possible. You can't have any hanging fuzzies. You got to get to a point where you're. (laughs) I do none of this. (laughs) Yeah, where you're comfortable with whatever your length you're at, and make sure that you trim that and for guys that are like god why would i ever want to start a beard that's totally fair i use mine as man makeup because i look like i'm 12 when i don't have it so uh i think that's a, a, important for me and just maintaining just what, wherever, don't force the beard to grow where it doesn't just shape around it make a nice clean lines all over the place uh and hair clippers too you got to do both and that's My kind goodness. of a dual purpose because I, so I how come do up- you have
1: how do you have time to do anything else I, it's, it's not because it
0: once you have it in shape it doesn't take that long you're like all right i know that you're i right. use a two or three on my beard on this section and then that and it, 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 it takes like you know 30 minutes a week to kind of maintain okay. i think okay not too bad uh and then quickly uh do you summer do you do uh, water ice or ice cream james
1: uh water ice i prefer
0: I'm an ice cream guy, obviously vanilla, just like like Doug. I like
1: both, obviously. Doug's the man,
0: so go ice cream. Uh, And then random for you, James, if you had to pick one superhero to cut your lawn, who would you pick?
1: Wow. Um, I want to say the Incredible Hulk, but he might blend in, which might take some of the fun (laughs) away from it. That's Um, fair. So, I mean, Thor is a great call because you see, you know, this big, giant guy with long blonde hair. Uh, cutting your line. But I think the funnest would be Ant-Man. So I'm going to go with Ant-Man. Can you imagine oh, a little a Ant-Man pushing along the r- mower? And you're like, how's it moving? What's going on? I'm so confused right now. This is awesome. So I'm going to go with
0: Ant-Man. Uh, uh, mine's a little obvious. I'd say the flash. Because just go get it done.
1: <laughs> Very efficient seconds. Get efficiency. it done. Efficiency.
0: Efficiency. Uh, Tim Westcott asked, uh, he's got six, uh, MF kill questions, but I'm going to try and take the best one, which is, uh, oh man, uh, let's go with this one and they're all alcohol related. I'm going to go with number six, Brandy, gin, and, and whiskey, James, which, uh, uh, Mary fucking kill.
1: Wow. This is a, uh, a, a real important question. Brandy, gin, and whiskey i mean whiskey's the mary obviously i mean i'll spend the rest of my life with whiskey and i'll be very happy about it i think that is a very clear obvious answer um uh, look uh i'm i'm probably gonna you know i think i'm gonna fuck the brandy and kill the gin (laughs) not a big gin guy I don't really yeah. like brandy that much either. I would probably kill them both, but I could see myself with a snifter of brandy after a long day contemplating and a nice cigar. the, yeah, exactly, a cigar contemplating the mysteries of the world. Gin um, just makes people mean.
0: Uh well I'm I'm fucking the gin that's for sure I'm I'm killing you'll the hate brandy. fuck it
1: I like that you can hate fuck the gin <laughs> no gin's
0: de- gin's delicious in the summertime and people uh, don't give it its proper uh, respect I will try and pick out the uh, I prefer to one- call
1: it gin John
0: Again. gin yeah sorry <laughs> Uh oh here's a good one this is from uh, uh, Thomas and it's man uh, I I think it's Idzinski I if I have that wrong. Uh, you please let it. me know, Thomas. You totally nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, uh, would the 2017 Eagles beat the 0-4 Eagles? Yes. Thomas, they'd kick the shit out of them.
1: <laughs> like by, by 20 points. <laughs> what are we talking about here?
0: I think that would be uh, just yeah, a terrible mismatch. Defensively, uh, Doug Peterson would tear them up. That's that's. They beat, my, him with,
1: they beat him with Nick Foles. They don't even need one. They would. They'll beat they him would. with Foles. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, James, uh, that'll uh, do it for the St. Cloud Minneapolis episode of BGN. Ready? Right. Any final thoughts rolling out here, pal?
1: I do have a final thought today. That final thought, I just mentioned Ant-Man. Everyone should go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. The reason why? Because my brother's best friend and a great friend of mine, one of my, like, my little brother, my other little brother, one of my other little brothers, a groom's in my brother's wedding, wrote the movie. He's one of the Get credited out. writers. Andrew Bearer, and shout out to him, and uh, Gabe Ferrari who's also my brother's buddy. They're like, when you see the credited writers, you go on IMDb, the guys who wrote the movie. Um, he's been out in Hollywood for a while. I've told you about him before. He's He's doing great, and this is, like, his first major motion picture, legit writing credit, like the writer of the movie, him and Paul, it's like him and Paul Rudd and the director and stuff. It's like, what the hell? So, um, and he's also a big BGN radio fan. So, and awesome. also loves the cycling, Renation, all the type of stuff. He's a, a big fan. So shout out to Andrew Bearer. He is awesome. I love him like a brother. And I'm going to go see his movie this weekend.
0: All right. Congratulations, uh, Andrew, and thanks for uh, supporting uh, the show uh, as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give, a, I guess, a, a quick final thought that is also movie related because it just so happens uh, that uh, um, I, we'll, we'll say friend of a friend because I wouldn't call him a friend because i met through acquaintances. But Glenn Powell, who I love dearly. Uh, got fucked over by My- Miles Teller for the new Top Gun Two, and Miles Teller's going to play the new uh, Goose's son, and that's bullshit because Miles Teller
1: <laughs>
0: can't fucking play Goose. He just can't. He can't do it. So I'm sorry, Glenn. Uh, go get him, kid, and uh, and I hope that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you deserve that because he looks like a he looks like a pilot man. And Miles Teller looks like. You should be drinking beers at a Phillies game. Hey, here, he's been doing here, that.
1: Here's what I'll say: I fucking love Glen Powell. I think uh, that guy. You. I think that guy is awesome. I think he. I think I was just telling my wife the other day. We watched the the Netflix movies and with Zoe Do- Zoe Deutsch uh, set it up or the setup or whatever it's called. Yes, and, the he's, setup. and he's great. He's incredibly likable. He's good in everything he does. I'm a big Glen Powell fan. Everybody wants him. He's a big fan. I'm with you. Like Miles Teller, he's a Phillies fan. So a little leeway there but I, I glenn powell over miles teller all day every day
0: yeah uh and, and it's not just i like miles teller i don't want to you know except yeah, for the whole,
1: whiplash so, was great
0: it's one of my favorite movies of all times. time just don't do any more divergence and you'll be fine that's uh <laughs> <laughs> totally fine by me uh well i want to thank everybody for their questions and uh we are man we are getting through the dead zone together gang we'll uh We'll have some news uh, eventually about what's going on here and off-season things, and uh, just stay tuned. We're uh, going to have a lot of fun, and make sure, of course, to tune into WIP Saturday, which is tomorrow, uh, or today by the time that you're hearing this, 1 to 3, James Seltzer, Brand Gouton, Trey Thomas all there. I'll be um, hanging out in Bucks County, growing with my brother and uh, enjoying the what's left of the July 4th weekend. So uh, we appreciate everyone. Listening to BGN Radio, episode number 320, right here on com and bgnradio.com. We'll see you guys.